Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Wish Upon a Star, episode number 12. It's a March song. It's not March in the year, but it's a March song. Right. I know it's confusing. This episode hopefully will be released before March. <laughs> I guess we should, like, say our names and stuff first oh, yeah, before we yeah. get too into the... Yeah, what's your name? God, Frodo, you don't remember? I'm Amanda, the person. Come oh, on. Amanda, the person. And I am Frodo, the lawyer. Yeah, well, I knew that. <laughs> we know who we are. Yep. And we remember where we are, and where we are is in the middle of the movie Pinocchio. Um, Yay! We just listened to Give a Little Whistle in our last episode, and now we have uh, a living Pinocchio. He's not a real boy yet, but he's a living thing. He's a, He's sentient of some sort. He's not organic he's yeah he, he still is made of wood but he is not a flesh boy yes but he he can like move and ask stupid questions about why people sleep <laughs> and stuff like that um yeah, sounds like pretty much any kid i've ever interacted with yeah, yeah he's very kid-like in both positive and negative ways so good job disney good job at <laughs> yeah capturing that yeah crushed it so what have we been what have we been up to between give a little whistle and the, today's song heidi diddly d the actor's life for me. Yeah. March, 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 well, I'll just, March, I'll just uh, hit some quick facts of what's happened between then and now. Yeah. At the end of Give a Little Whistle, Pinocchio falls down and makes a big old noise, and that's <laughs> when Geppetto wakes up, and he he's, hears Pinocchio, and he says, who's there? And then Pinocchio responds, and this ends up being a little joke that they, they repeat a bunch of times in this movie, the same framework of a joke, but uh, Pinocchio says... It's me! And then Geppetto responds, Oh, it's me! And then he kind of realizes <laughs> something that like, this is not right, and he's like, What? <laughs> that same joke framework is used later in the movie. That's great, because I don't like anything more than knowing what a joke is going to do at the beginning of the joke. Yes. So Geppetto gets all startled, he pulls out his gun, which is, I think, mm-hmm. the first gun we see in a Disney movie, so... No, check yeah. that off the list. I mean, to be fair, if we'd seen a gun in Snow White, I'd have had a lot of questions about their historical research. Yeah, in this movie as well, uh, mm-hmm. there's references to uh, to light bulbs in in this scene that we're going to be talking about. So, I don't know what's going on, but... Ooh, do you think that somebody actually made a wish upon a star for, like, electricity for the town? I mean, that's that seems pretty plausible. Like, I, it seems like wishes, as long as you your heart desires something, as we talked about, it will mm-hmm. come to you. And if your heart is pure and all that. If your heart is in your dreams, no request is too extreme. Once he realizes that it was actually Pinocchio and Pinocchio's alive and everything, they go to bed together. Whoa! Sorry. <laughs> we can't say it like that, Frodo. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a step back. First, they do this little tra-la-la song where they kind of just... It's not really a full song, but he... It's their kind of partying, like tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. And, uh, and they go to bed next to each other. And then that's the next day. They, he wakes up the next day, and Pinocchio's got to go to school because he's a boy now. So that's where that's where we are. That's where this the scene begins. But the thing is, Frodo, I work as an actor quite mm. often. Yeah. And this song, you know, speaks to me on a pretty pure, instinctual level. But I feel like we need a second actor to, like, you know, really get the full experience. I don't know about that. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. It was a stupid yeah. idea. We're terrible. Well, to quote my, my dear friend Pinocchio, as he says mm-hmm. um, later in the movie, he says, I'd rather be smart than be an actor. So, I agree, Pinocchio. 
Um, the only issue with that is because I was an actor, instead of being smart, I did already add another actor to the Skype call, and he is listening to everything we say. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Uh, yeah. I'm Can sorry. I, should I, I... I didn't mean that you're not capable of being smart. I just meant that, you know, you're probably pretty dumb. That's what I meant. Again, he, he is here. Oh. And it, it is Michael J. Fox. Oh. So, Michael. Yeah. Get on in here. Hey. Wait, wait a second. That's not... That's not Michael J. Fox. I I am Michael J. Fox. No, no, you're. I mean, I I see your Skype username, and it says specifically as your username, non Michael J. Fox. Actually, I well, when I said I am Michael J. Fox, my nose actually grew. Oh, so I wanted to like play it up, but I'm not Michael J. Fox. Well, I guess that's still okay. Uh, we'd like to welcome everyone to the show, um, a personal friend and a fellow actor, Taylor Ryland. So give it up, the imaginary applause break for Taylor, everyone. <laughs> thank you. Imaginary bowing, actual bowing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Taylor, you're, I've heard you're an actor. This is what mm-hmm. I've heard about you. Um, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so yes. do, do you agree with that, uh, the quote that Pinocchio says later on in the movie, uh, that he'd rather be smart than an actor? I don't know. Pinocchio's throwing... He's going for it. Yeah, he's throwing... Is it uh, Sade? Is that the correct... Uh... Sade. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I do have a confession. Mm-hmm. I saw Pinocchio, I think, a long, long, long time ago, if at all. But I... <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw it. But his statement, I'm sure, comes from a place where he's l- been on this journey. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Pinocchio, he was lured into being an actor and then uh, threatened to be chopped up and thrown in a fire. And then he had to like escape with the use of a magical blue fairy power. So he's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I've had some rough auditions, but that's pretty bad. Yeah. No, right. It, he's been through it. So he's like, wow, I w- I'd rather be smart than be an actor. So I, I don't know. He's further down the progression than you. Maybe like by the time you're, I don't know, let's say like 26, uh, you'll realize that you've made a terrible mistake in your life and that you you should have been smart instead of whatever the heck you are doing right now. He speaks some truth. Frodo, how's that law school debt looking? Hey! (laughs) That's a burn. Taylor, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and sort of your relation to Disney and the Disney canon, including, of course, your deep and lifelong love of Pinocchio. (laughs) My deep, long life. Yeah, we go way back. So, well, I've always been... um, personally an actor and into um, music and watching movies. But for some reason, I only would watch Disney Channel and Disney original movies. But I, I have seen other Disney uh, Disney movies like Little Mermaid. Um, I don't know. That's the only one that pops in right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen a lot. I have seen a Can lot. Can I ask when you were born? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm 94. Okay. So just one, I kind of want to get a context of like... Um... When you were entering the Disney scene, yeah. by the time you were really, like, you know, old enough to appreciate it, like, we're throwing Hercules at you, and, like, that's probably... That's a tough start. So what? it makes sense, I think, that you fell into Disney Channel. Yeah. So I thought it would be a un- unique perspective to have a more Disney Channel fan as opposed to just a straight Disney fan, in yeah. addition, of course, to being an actor. Yeah, and I, I've definitely seen much, many more Disney Channel original movies than actual Disney movies. Mm. Which is like a wild thing now that I try to go back and watch all these Disney movies. It's <laughs> like, okay, I have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. And I just feel overwhelmed with all of that. Well, maybe you could start at the beginning and do it right along with our podcast. It's uh, a very good place to start. Yeah, I think that's a great, <laughs> I think that's a great idea. But 
I do like seeing it like going starting from the first movie and then just going through as it progressed through time. Yeah. Well, thank you for complimenting our uh... our entire concept. Really. Yeah. <laughs> good. Like... That's a good. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? I mean, I guess. Uh, there's the obvious ones that you would think of like a high school musical, but, um, sort of what's one maybe that we wouldn't expect that is like your either guilty or innocent pleasure. (laughs) I, I think there's a, a couple that spring to mind. Definitely, uh, color of friendship. Ooh. Like, I mean, that won an Emmy. So that's why I did not know that it it won Um, an Emmy. That's wild. Yeah. It, that hurt. And then, um, I was always afraid of Smart House. Yeah. Like, yes. terrified. Like, even um, the actress who plays the house, I'm if I look at her, I think I, like, have memories of being traumatized as a child as she took over this house. <laughs> um, so I, like, connect, oh, no. Yeah, so I, like, connect to all of those. And then um, definitely the Halloween Town, mm-hmm. entire series. Mm-hmm. Definitely those three are some of my, are definitely my favorite ones. Yeah, well, that's that's a lot of, Disney Channel original movies. My uh, go-to one was definitely that one where all those like small Jewish kids win a basketball game. That was always a. Uh... Oh yeah, Half Court Miracle. <laughs> yeah, uh... I don't know that one. Maybe yeah. it's Full Court Miracle. Yeah, it was okay. like it was an earlier one, so it actually might be like a touch before. Mm-hmm. My personal <laughs> favorite is Eddie's Million Dollar Cookoff. Um, which is a lesser known of the, the Disney Channel original movie canon, DCOMs, as it were. Um, but Eddie has to choose between baseball, which his father wants him to play, and cooking, which he discovers that he loves. Aww. And I also love it. And also Bobby Flay is in that movie. Oh. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. It's, Just like real cash. Star-studded. It's, yeah. It's, from what I remember, did he have a... Up, like a baseball game and then had to run like it was at the same time it's the same thing as high school musical yeah. exactly yeah. They, i mean there's one plot for these movies it's fine <laughs> it's a good plot yeah. <laughs> but yeah he has to go run to the like iron chef for kids competition and his dad ends up showing up and being a sous chef and mm. it turns out his dad could crack crack an egg with one hand the whole time wow yeah i still wow. can't and i'm like an adult mm-hmm. person who cooks frequently so Wow. You think we should talk about high diddly D then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've probably gone a little far on this, but but we have a little sense a bit of of your deal. You're this young guy who sure. likes dumb movies on TV. Now let's <laughs> let's, let's watch or, and think about a movie that is beloved uh, by generations and not just uh, stupid millennials. Um, hey, hey! <laughs> no one likes Pinocchio more than they like High School Musical, and I will die on that hill. I mean, yes, we we all love Zac Efron. We all love High School Musical, especially uh, too. Um, Taylor, I don't know if you know from our earlier episodes, oh, yes. but Zac Efron's kind of a big deal to the, this yeah, podcast. Kind of the biggest deal. Our patron saint, as it were. Oh, yeah. that's good. We have this long theory that uh, he's basically running the show in Snow White. Everything that happens in Snow White is because Zac Efron has allowed it to occur. <laughs> that's a good theory. <laughs> yeah. So if if you haven't listened to our Snow White season and you're just joining us with Pinocchio and you're intrigued and you want to know how could some uh, abbed out guy from nowadays control everything that was happening with these little dwarves, <laughs> listen to our podcast. It all makes sense. It all makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> just give a little listen. Woohoo. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. I'm sure he he runs the world. Who runs the world? Zach. Zach. 
That's like the alternate lyrics that Beyonce forgot to write. But Yeah, that's actually, if you play that album backwards, that's what it says. So the reason we have you on is because you're an actor, uh, and that's because the song is about actors. And you might think, like, that's kind of weird. Like, we don't have many actors yet in this movie. <laughs> but what is happening is obviously Honest John and Gideon, the fox and the cat, are trying to uh, con Pinocchio and then sell him off to this puppeteer um, by trying to promise him a stardom as an actor. It's mm-hmm. weird. That's actually the same way I got into acting. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. But for you, it wasn't a fox and a cat, right? It Wasn't it like a duck and a squirrel? Yeah, well, it was actually a duck and a flying squirrel. That was the weird thing. Uh, and it was the flying yeah, squirrels, yeah. like, non-nativeness to the United States that really pulled me in first. Yeah. Wow. They can be persuasive. But um, <laughs> speaking of the fact that they're animals, uh, I think that that's the first thing we should talk yes. about. Yes. Because when we first see these new characters, they're animals. Right. Um, what's up with that? Yeah, why is, like, a... I'm sorry, I'm shouting, but I have a lot of feelings about this. Like, Figaro's just a regular cat, but this is a talking fox and cat, and no one seems to think it's weird, and yet somehow they can, like, sell this wooden puppet boy for money. I would pay more money to watch a talking fox sing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because they have the gloves. I mean, that's... that's, It's interesting that we have these varied levels of anthropomorphism um, where Cleo and Figaro look like their normal shape, but they have human qualities and maybe human consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm. And then here, Honest John and Gideon are animals, but they're like, they have hands and gloves on them. I mean, they're, they're like, uh, goofy. Mm. Does this keep holding true for, like, all Disney channel, for all Disney characters? Well, no, I guess not. Eventually you hit, like, other talking animals that don't have gloves. Like, I'm thinking of Little Mermaid, but I'm sure there are ones before that who talk, who don't have gloves. (laughs) That would be... That would be hilarious if Sebastian had a glove on every one of his, his claws. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're just realizing? That or just that they have gloves? Like that's that's just a theme. Well, that's like that's like the that's like how you know that like like Goofy wears gloves mm, and like yeah. Pluto doesn't. Oh wow! Okay, I see what it's you like mean. A, if you have to differentiate between yeah. like talking and non-talking animals in Disney movie, look for the gloves. Is it like if the gloves fits, they must <laughs> like, be singing. Like, if you have a glove, they might, right, they must be singing. Is it also that they are able to own things? Like, they're not, like, mm. the dog, they're, mm. like, an Yeah, act- like, they can, yeah, they they have could clothes. own a dog. Own a house. Yes. Own, like, yeah. have possessions. Well, don't doubt Figaro. Figaro <laughs> can open a window. I think he can own a house. It's true, no. Th- this fox could own property. Women still couldn't, but this fox could. So. <laughs> and he'll con you out of it. But Amanda, you have, and you've mentioned this before, a very specific bond with uh, Honest John, a.k.a. J. Worthington Fowlfellow. I do indeed. And I I do want to say for everyone out there who might have watched the song or the movie and thought, he's just called Honest John. Why does Amanda keep saying J. Worthington Fowlfellow? In my book that I read by J.B. Kaufman, it is confirmed that the writers at the time of the movie named him J. Worthington Fowlfellow. Yes. So that is not a thing that was made up later. It was real. Uh, it was intended, as the book says, to give him a sense of seedy grandeur and uh, to show his own self-importance. It was then not used in the film. But it is true. Yeah. That's his name. Don't wear it out. Yep. Or do. He would love that. Did you say seedy grandeur? Yes, CD Granger. Of course, of course that would do. Like, but <laughs> when I see him, I'm like, of course, like that. When you said that, I was like, yep, that makes sense. It's interesting why they didn't choose to use the the name, but um, they just didn't. So yes, 
you have a, a tie to him, Amanda. Um, what is it like now seeing him on the screen? You know, it's, does it bring back those memories? It does. I actually like didn't watch this movie before I hung out with um, Honest John, just because mm-hmm. we found out kind of late who we're going to be hanging out with. Um, so I think I had like looked up a couple of clips of him moving and stuff um, beforehand, and that was about it. But I like I was like, yeah, that's my boy. I wish I had led a parade. Yeah. Like. I feel like I missed some opportunities there. Yeah, you could have uh, gone up to some kids and been like, "Like, you should be an actor, kid." Mm-hmm. You know? Well, Jay Worthington Foulfellow saves his voice for the screen, so he uh, does not talk to the kids. Taylor, though, what is what were your thoughts on seeing these these con men, animal characters um, who are big on leading children into showbiz? I was so for it. <laughs> like the, I mean, it was like. I could see as an actor and <laughs> analyzing the movie, I was like, okay, I, I see that they're con men. I get it. They're trying to lure him in. But I was like, the music was so contagious. Right? I was like, can I, can I also be in this parade? Like I was right? so for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a fun March song. This is uh, the second March song we've now had in, in Disney movies. We had hi ho, which we all loved before. And we have it again where they're, you know, they they get Pinocchio with them. They're marching down the street. They're yeah. Uh, they're even uh, Gideon the, the cat even mimics a flute once with his. Uh, he doesn't have a flute. He has yes. a stick or an umbrella or something. Mm, yeah. So yeah, it, it's a really it's a fun song, yeah. which is um, I think ironic because uh, if you think about it, this is our first Disney villain song. It is, and it's such a good one. Yeah. This is literally how we got people to join marching band in college. So. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, it's super effective. How do you guys think this this would uh, rates or, or stacks up as, as a villain song? Um, oh, I I feel like it like like an Ursula. We're like, wow, that's like this big bold song. But this one's like, wow, he's a villain. But you, I'm like, but I like him. Yeah, I mean, but Ursula, I like too because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, she's so like magical. But for him, for them, it's like you don't know it's a villain song. Like mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I'm singing along, marching along. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it stacks up pretty high. Cause it's so secretive. Like poor unfortunate souls. It's like, all right, Ariel, you probably should have realized that <laughs> yeah. this is not like great stuff that's going yeah. on here. But this one's just like, yes, I do want a high silk hat and a silver cane. A yeah. watch of gold with a diamond chain. Hi, diddle dee dee and actor's life for me. I mean, like listen to some of these lyrics. An actor's life is fun. You wear your hair on a pompadour. You ride around in a coach and four. You stop and buy out a candy store. An actor's yeah. life for me. Heck yeah. yeah. A cart and a billy goat. You get two animals. Like, I guess who aren't anthropomorphized. Uh, well, you brought up the lyrics. They're, they are kind of nuts, though. Um, but I wanted to run through them because we do have two actors here. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if the promises that are made, if that really happens with actors. Because I don't know. Yes. A thousand yeah, percent. A th- Yes. Do you want to just go through? Yeah. Frodo, do you want to like just go through, I'll, I'll them, go through and pose them, them to and us? Then, yeah, I'll go through them, and then you you guys can tell me if you've ever uh, experienced this. Um, Perfect. We, we got the silk hat, silver cane, watch of gold, diamond chain. So, like, do you guys get bling like that in real life? Yes, a thousand percent. It, you mean in real life, or like if a character? I mean, if it was a character. I, I don't care playing. about characters. You guys are real actors. That's what I've been promised. <laughs> I want to know if. What Honest John is saying is honest, because he's telling me he's honest, he must be telling the truth. So, No, I am currently wearing a high silk hat and carrying a silver cane. Right. I hit people with it, and it's fabulous. So that's, that, that, that one checks out. Um, number two, an actor's life is gay. Does that apply to actors as well? I mean, it can. 
it depends on the meaning. Depends. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, an actress life does tend to be pretty gay. <laughs> okay. It can be, yeah. Like, if I had to pick a direction. Okay. Yeah. And then we've got celebrity. All right, so that's a little different than, than gay. That's... Mm-hmm. Like, are, like, are you guys celebrities yet? Do you know celebrities? I would say that Taylor's a celebrity. Oh, never. The first time I recognized Taylor, like, out in the real world, I recognized him from seeing him in a show. I think that makes him a celebrity. That has happened a couple times. I do then feel, not like a celebrity, but like, wow, Mm. someone noticed me. Who's the most famous person each of you know? I'm just curious. Like, personally know or have met? Like, like, you've met, but like on a friend level, not like I met them in the back of the Broadway show to get them to sign something. What about the time we met, I mean, you were there, weren't you, Frodo, when we met Bill Murray? Oh, I guess that's true, yeah. So like, that that feels like more because we met him at a football game and he like hung out with our marching band. Taylor, what about you? Yeah, oh, um, Oprah. You, you've you met Oprah, like... You know it, Oprah? It, it's, like, a long... Do you want me to go into it? Yes. Am I like, say, okay, okay, okay. So I was in... Uh, when I was in college, I st- well, studied acting, but for, like, just a random trip, we went to... Um, where, like, just went to California. I happened to just... It just all worked out. I met Oprah... And then we just talked about life and performing, and then, um, yeah. So, I know Oprah. Yeah, we're friends. Are you still friends with her? Like, if, if we wanted to get her on our podcast, mm-hmm. that's why I was asking this question, low-key. So, uh. I have a confession. <gasps> I just lied again, like Pinocchio. Yeah, no! I, don't, I don't know Oprah. I wanted Taylor! to see an actor. Did you believe me? We're I like quick. You, you are a great actor. You are an oh. amazing actor. Thanks, I'm honest, John. So uh, wow, um, what, my, what an no, emotional I, roller coaster we've been on. I, I, I know. I, maybe I should like go back in, and when I edit this podcast, I'll keep your put your confession at the very end. And it'll be like the big cliffhanger, like mind blower. <laughs> no, perfect, great. I love it. I wish I could meet Zac Efron. There's still hope. There's still you time. Can. Yeah, if he get, catches wind there that is. our podcast is if weird, creepy stalkers of him, maybe he'll uh, he'll block us on on Twitter, and we can be like, "Hell, oh, he knows us." Um, but I want to finish it up. The, the end of the first stanza, they say an actor's life is fun. So, uh, is your life fun? Come on, your life's fun, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So, an actor's <laughs> life is for you guys. It's it's for mm-hmm. me, as you would say. Indeed. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, one thing that's actually, uh, I read about, about the lyrics that's kind of interesting is they intentionally wanted, uh, some of the, the, the plus sides of being an actor to appeal to both adults and kids. So Hmm. if you look through the lyrics later on, they say, uh, with clothes that come from the finest shops. And then right after that, and lots of peanuts and soda pop. So you've got this kind of adult fancy clothes thing and then kids who are you know just listening along they're like oh soda pop like that's my that's my jam um the same thing where amanda you mentioned the coach in four and then mm-hmm. buy out a candy store so you got something adulty something kitty uh i don't know that's just that was what they were going for with the lyrics for i like that the more you yeah. know about all that but enough about the song who who wants to talk about that yeah. not us no never <laughs> us we hate that nonsense. Um, I would like to talk a bit about sort of the, you know, the actress life for me, people who actually were in the song. All right. And who sang sure. it. Yeah. And it's super, this is a super weird thing. So um, Jay Worthington Foulfellow and Gideon are like the two main folks in the song. We got Pinocchio, but yeah. like we've talked about him, whatever. 
And Jay Worthington Foulfellow, the guy who played him actually, or on Honest John for the layman mm-hmm. out there, <laughs> amateurs. Yeah. Um, Is that actually, It It might be. The guy who they have play it was uncredited, which is weird. And I don't, I don't, I haven't been able to figure out why he was uncredited. Um, Walter Catblitz. Mm, that's weird. Um, did, yeah. did you see anything about that in your research for it? I didn't see why he would have been uncredited, no, but, um, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know. But he, um, he made and a career, according to Wikipedia, of playing excitable, meddlesome, temperamental, and officious blowhearts. Mm. Which that, that checks out. <laughs> yep. Um, so he did a great job, even if he was uncredited, but the more interesting, no offense to Walter, uh, story here is of Gideon, who does not sing, and in fact, never speaks in the entire movie. He mm. hiccups three times. Yeah, he doesn't And that speak. was one recording of a hiccup. The most expensive hiccup ever recorded by Mel Blanc. Yeah. Wow. Um, Wait, yeah. Does, in this clip, he doesn't speak at all? He just makes those noises? He doesn't speak at all in the entire movie. But Wait. they hired a super famous voice actor to play him, Mel Blanc. His, his original name is Melvin Jerome Blanc. They call him the Man of a Thousand Voices. And he was the voices of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Tweety Bird, Sylvester the Cat, Yosemite Sam, Foghorn Leghorn, Mar- Marvin the Martian, Pepe Le Pew, Speedy Gonzales, Wiley Coyote, Roadrunner, Tasmanian Devils, like on and on and on. Barney Rubble and the Flintstones, Woody Woodpecker, um, vocal effects for Tom and Jerry. It's nonsense. Yeah, for, for, I mean, for people that know voice acting, like he is, he is the god. I, I know we yeah. we talked about um, uh, Jim Cummings, who, who is you know a pretty prolific guy in Disney since like you know the nineties. You know, Mel Blanc, or Blanc, <laughs> is, uh, I mean, he's hes at the top of the mountain. And actually, his tombstone says, that's all, folks. Right. Um, which is very wow. nice. He lived a nice, long life. But he, um, actually, after he died, the doctor examined his throat and found that he possessed, according to Wikipedia, an unu- unusually thick, powerful vocal cords um, that gave him an exceptional range, which is the same thing they found it in Enrico Caruso. Enrico Caruso, um, the famous opera singer. Oh, wow. It's a good job. Yeah. Good job, Mel. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting that he was so involved in... Well, two things are interesting. One, the obvious one, is that he's this man of a thousand voices, and he doesn't talk. So... Uh, yeah. Um, that's kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. But they kept that one hiccup in there, which he did perform. Mm. Um, and, like, listen, acting is great, mm. but getting paid for very little work is also a great part of acting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. True. So, very true. So I, I, I don't think he... It doesn't sound like he was mad about it. All right. Um, the second thing that I think is interesting is how he's the Looney Tunes guy, right? And yeah, yeah. his character, along with Honest John, are the most Looney Tunesy characters we've seen so far in, yeah, in Disney. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you guys can... I, I mean, you watched it too. You saw you know, there's like hammers, there's all sorts of psych gags, <laughs> all sorts of zaniness, and that is total Looney Tunes. Um Taylor, do you know anything about Looney Tunes, or was that already, like... Um, I knew a, a little bit. I didn't watch a lot. I also didn't really watch Looney Tunes very much, because I was on Disney so hard. Well, like, Space Jam was one of my big movies growing up. Oh, which, yes. And, oh, uh, yes. So that is, that's the Looney Tunes. That's that's my, my you know, biggest uh, connection to them. But this is very Looney Tunes, just the way that they interact. At one point, um, we'll get to the part where Jiminy comes in, but... Honest John's head gets stuck in his hat, and they have to like, pry him out. It was very, very <laughs> Looney Tunesy. So it's interesting yeah. that that he was involved in this movie. Um, and then Tee Hee, 
uh, Teehee actually came to Disney from Warner Brothers. So he, if you don't remember, was one of the co-directors of this movie, and so maybe he brought in some of that influence, the sort of screwball comedy slapstick style that was very popular of, of the era, you know, sort of Marx Brothers, um, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it like... And Gideon was definitely designed to be, like, a, the silent Marx Brothers sort of thing. Like, that was mm. one of the main inspirations for his character, which is probably why they ended up cutting his lines to be like, let's just lean into this. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I have some more background on the um, on the song itself as well, um, and that is that at first there was going to be a song... Um, called as i was saying to the duchess uh which is a line in this before the song happens of dialogue they mm-hmm. honest john trips uh pinocchio to kind of get him into their clutches and he as he, he's doing that he says as I, as I was saying to the duchess but that was going to be a whole song that they were going to they were going to perform it, it instead of high diddly d and it was going to be unrelated to the actual storyline that was going on at the time. so <laughs> Which always goes well. Yeah, so eventually, for whatever reason, they wanted to do this, but they canned that idea, and they needed a new song for this, and again, T. He, along with someone else named Ed Penner, came up with the idea of, hey, why don't we do this song about the life of an actor, and that's the gimmick of how they try to get Pinocchio in, and they came up with that idea. They handed it over to Harline, who wrote the music and mm-hmm. you know, won the Oscars for best song and best score for this. No big deal for yeah, no <laughs> big deal for Pinocchio. Casual. Uh, yeah. So, long story short, Tihi is in control of everything. That's that's what I wanted to get out there. <laughs> so when you when we brought it up last time, you thought I just brought it up because his name was stupid, and I did. But now I realize he's actually like important. So delightful. I love when that works out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, buddy. We that Frodo made fun of your name. You're super important to the future and history of animation. Crushed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, I would actually love to talk about too. If you want to hop back into the song, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jiminy Cricket's sort of um, joining in. So, like halfway through the song, they're like they're marching around. Hi, diddly d, and actors like actually Taylor. Would you like to sing a little bit of it? You're much better yeah. at singing than me. Yeah, give us a little hi diddly d. You can you can. Um... You know, do it in the style of, of the movie if you want to do a little bit, like, in the style of, I don't know, Britney Spears. You know, whatever you want to do. Just go As for Britney it. Britney Spears? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, like, also give us your best voice. Like, uh, I want I want people to, like, cry when they hear you sing this in a good way. Wait, so best voice but Britney Spears? Like, Britney, well, like... Aren't those the same thing? Yeah. yeah. I cry when I hear Britney. Yeah. Okay. Did you know um, what I, I just learned today? That Britney is the most searched person on the internet since the internet began. Wait, really? Of yeah, and isn't that just a nice thing to know? That's like, yeah, it's a nice thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so okay. in, in honor. Okay, well, all honesty, I like the song was sounded familiar, but I really officially listened to it like 24 hours ago. <laughs> well, 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 why don't you pick another another song that we all know? Um, what about, can you give us a little When You Wish Upon a Star, huh? huh? Oh my god. When. Okay, let me look at. Can I look at the lyrics? You can look oh, at the lyrics. That seems fair. Oh my god, are these the lyrics? When, when you wish upon yes. it makes it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. When you wish upon a star makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you. Woo! That was Yay! like a perfect cut. Nice. Thank you so much. Oh, that was thank Britney you. Spears. Okay. <laughs> 
That was Britney, Shakira, and um, Beyonce. Okay. Perfect. Well, I prepared a little something, too. Oh, I will do a little bit of Give a Little Whistle. Okay. But I'm going to be doing it in the style of uh, Yoda, the Jedi Master. So, so let me go. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Take the straight and narrow path, you will. <laughs> and if start to slide, you do. Give a little whistle. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's wow, that was good. great. Rona, that's Thank you. very good. Thank you. Okay. Did you do like a one-man show just as Yoda doing like all these? Again, that would be a copyright yeah. infringement on no well, part. Well, the thing is, we're, we're doing this all for analytical purposes. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. Analy- yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a scholarly research. study, yeah. so um, it's allowed. Amanda, now you have to you have to bring something. You need to. Do, okay, do I will, but Pinocchio. if this doesn't work, we have to cut it from the podcast. Yeah, go. Because <laughs> those are both really good. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to also do Wish Upon a Star, but I'm going to do it in the style of a small children, a small child singing a song in a horror movie trailer. All right. Oh God, go I ahead. have not rehearsed this. When you wish <laughs> upon a star Makes no difference who you are Thank you. Wow, I'm going to get nightmares. <laughs> Perfect. What an image. <laughs> yeah. And and like a swing set starts to swing with nobody in it. <laughs> yep. I think this movie would have been better if instead of Geppetto, we had like a scary little girl who wishes for her puppet to be alive. You know, she's like, is my puppet. Just like a, wait, was Life Size a Disney movie original? <laughs> it wasn't a Disney Channel original movie, but I'm pretty, it, it had to have it was been like, by Disney because. Yeah, I think it was on yeah. ABC. So it doesn't count as a Disney Channel. That's, yeah. that's my intel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah, I wish that would be better where someone's like, bring my puppet to life. And then it, he becomes evil. Like he gets, that has, I mean, that's, that like has to be the plot of a horror movie already. Right. Oh, Chucky. No. Yeah. But like, Chuck- or like something like that, like that, that has to exist. Yeah, it has to. Okay, let's, let's rein it back in though. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about Jiminy Crickets. My first thought when Jiminy Cricket enters the frame in this scene is that Jiminy Cricket is not wearing pants. Because he comes in and he's got his shirt like untucked and yeah. like hanging a little bit around his thighs and it look and so I later realized he is wearing pants. They're just like oh, okay. tan colored. But it looks like he's just like wearing a nightshirt. Which shouldn't be an issue because he's a cricket, yeah. but because yeah. of the expectations set for us of like what's appropriate for him to wear. I was like, right. what? What? I mean, I don't think or is Honest John, are they wearing pants? I guess they maybe. They have their yeah, tails. Yes, they are, they are. Alright, okay. Yeah. Yes, that that's a good point, and we actually do see their their butts um, pretty soon after this. Oh. Uh, well, yeah, it's an it's an interesting little animation uh, moment that we have. So th- we're at Jimmy eye level, right? We're not looking down at him mm-hmm. when the song first is going, and they're walking through the streets. We're looking down on the characters, but then Jimmy comes in, and from there on, uh, at least for a while, we're at Jimmy level. So as he chases after them, then we see the cam- the camera, so to speak, is looking up at the characters. Then Jiminy climbs up on Honest John to try to stop the whole parade, mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking just at Jiminy, and we have this giant character that he's on top of. So it, it's a cool shift in perspective that we get in, yeah. this, in this part yeah. of this song. A good use yeah. of innovative animation. But yeah, I just wanted to share that I was like very nervous that Jiminy Cricket was not wearing pants. <laughs> and then like as he tucked his shirt in, I was like, I guess he must be. Does, do they have shoes? I like him looking at a picture of Honest John, Gideon. They don't have shoes on. Does Jiminy mm. Cricket have shoes? He does have shoes, I yeah, believe. Because yeah. they don't. Well, they just have like straps from their pants around their feet. Wow. But like no, there's no like shoes. But I don't, do other animals have shoes at all? 
Well, they're the only three, like, anthropomorphized, yeah. I can never say that correctly, mm. animals in this movie. So it's hard to say for if this one. A, okay. Mickey Mouse has shoes, right? He, he does have shoes. Yeah, yeah. He's got yellow shoes. He doesn't have his toes sticking out. That's yeah. Weird. But they're also, like, they're a little bit sketchy, so maybe that's more of a sketchiness thing. Mm, right? Yeah. Yeah, very, like, because they look, he has, his clothes look so, like, well, they fit really well. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I'm they're like, wearing very good hats. <laughs> well, they, when they zoom in, when Jimmy Cricket uh, goes on his hat, though, it's, like, mm. ripped a little bit. Yeah. So it's, like, good, yeah. but it's, like, kind of, like, they're very worn. Yeah, we got more of that tramp style that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. our boy JC was rocking before he, <laughs> he, he was made an official uh, conscience. But They yeah. sure love that. I have another comment about uh, when Jimmy shows up, and that is uh, there's a moment where he pulls or he pulls Pinocchio aside. He tries to convince him to not go be an actor, but Pinocchio disregards mm-hmm. that and just goes right back into the parade. And Jiminy has this little crisis moment where he's like, he doesn't know what to do. He says, well, maybe I should go tell Geppetto. And then he says, no, that would be snitching. And then he ends up just chasing after them. Uh, so is this like our first, uh, did Jiminy Cricket invent snitches get stitches? <laughs> it's possible. This also like very much supports my dark Jiminy theory that yeah. like, because he's doing a pretty terrible job. Like, he gets bamboozled by the actors. Because he's like, oh, look, a parade. <laughs> I love that moment. Like, where <laughs> the music switches, and it's mm. he's going so quickly. And mm. he's, like, also drawn in by the, like, the right? feeling of this parade. Mm. He's like, oh, wow. And then he's like, oh, wait. <laughs> That's yeah. Pinocchio, and I need to stop him. <laughs> and I need to do this. But he's like, oh, wow, I love this wow like let's have fun so their energy he probably picks up on which i i love and picking up on what you just said taylor it's the fact that jimmy was drawn in by the music at first it shows Mm -hmm. that he's even though he's this conscience he's like not a perfect um Mm -hmm. you know he's not perfect it's not like he Mm know always knows right from wrong even he admits as he's running in that he is late for his first day of work (laughs) as the conscience so because he's a demon i think (laughs) Oh, that, so, yeah. so you're definitely right, Amanda, that he's not the perfect conscience. I don't know if I agree with you that he is a demon or, um, you know. I mean, I guess we're gonna have to wait and find out in later songs. Yeah, I, I really, well, what I can like pull together of Pinocchio of like themes, I love the humanity of it. Of course, like turning into a human, but them looking like a human, like Honest John, mm. but also like the humanity, like they fail, like they're like, yeah, they're not perfect. I think mm-hmm. that is, I love that they're playing with all of those, like, the errors of humanity, or, like, how yeah. it gets sucked into These things. These are really, really human characters, considering that none of them are. Yeah, that's a really great point, that none of the characters we have on the screen right now are humans. None of them. Mm-hmm. None of them, yeah. But they all have human elements to them. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. a really cool first step forward in Disney of, like, because there weren't really any non-human characters that they humanized in the seven dwarves. Right. Assuming the dwarves, the dwarves are yeah. more human than um, any of these. But like, right? yeah. I don't know. It's always cool when we get to a thing in these songs that it's like, oh, this is the first time they did that thing. And it like changed how animation and movies are made forever. Yeah. But um, there's this gif that of, of the three of them walking off into the distance. And he's uh, honest. John is like, he's twir- twirling his, I think a cane. Yeah. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. And it's so, I'm looking at it and it's on repeat. And I'm like, I'm, mesmerized yeah 
the way that they're all walking together. And Pinocchio is like, woo, let's have a party. Well, if you get mesmerized by people walking together and twirling sticks, like, why were you not in marching band? That's what I want to know, because that's, that's uh, what that is. That's yeah, real. that's when, the whole thing. Right. I, I've never done marching band, but for a show once with one of our um, mutual friends, um, we had to learn a marching section, mm. and it was about everyone coming together, all of these assassins coming together and like how to march together. What is our, how can we like draw mm-hmm. the audience in? All of that. Um, so I can see that it's just like, and they're like, how can we partner with Pinocchio to get him on our on our side? Now Taylor, I gotta tell you. When that section started, I immediately tried to pick out which people in the cast had clearly been in marching band before. <laughs> but Can I tell you the truth, though? None of us. Was nobody in marching band before? None of us. We had like a, really? a boot, we had like a two-day boot camp. Oh, wow. Oh, and the winner got wine. And I won. <laughs> so, like... You actors, you actors are crazy. You can convince people you know Oprah, that you are in marching <laughs> band. I mean, these are like... How can anyone uh, stop you from doing anything? You're, you're, uh, the law doesn't apply to you guys. Nothing. We're unstoppable. Yeah. Um. Do Does anyone have any more thoughts about the song, or should we do our ratings? Taylor, do you want to say something else about the song? Uh, I think in general it's so repetitive mm-hmm. that it makes, for me, it really sells me because it keeps going in a circle, and it just enforces that marching, join us as a parade, we're mm-hmm. doing this big spectacle, come join us. So I, I love... Join the, us, of, fill join, your fields with flowers. Join Disney, Pippin. Yeah, yeah. they're probably owned by the same company at this point. Probably, so. they're yeah. probably yeah. Uh, but it just this forward momentum I can mm-hmm. feel from the song mm-hmm. uh, versus other songs that are like, when will like, um, when will my prince come? I'm I'm just kind of living <laughs> yeah. in this moment. But they're like, no, we're going. Even yeah. like, oh, kind of like Ursula. She's like, I I have this thing. Taylor, I do have to ask them? a question. Sure. Is your one Disney movie frame of reference The Little Mermaid? Is it obvious? Because <laughs> I say, no, I it's just the one that I know the most. It's a so good I'm glad one. it keeps coming up. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's an, an amazing movie. I'll be very excited when we get to it five to ten years from now. <laughs> really? Okay, good. But the musical as well, like the Broadway musical, I love. So I have this connection to it. Um, nice. Did you meet I'm, Oprah there? Um, she was actually in the audience. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm glad you can't see me because my nose is actually, like, out of the house right now. Yeah, I've actually never seen the Little Mermaid musical on stage, but I did see that Little Mermaid uh, shortened musical production they used to do at, I think it was uh, at MGM Studios. Yeah, they do a, um, a really, really cool puppet show production there. It's it's awesome. There was a... It's all, like, black lights and puppets. Was that is that something? There was something I just saw on the news, or maybe something that was like Ursula had lost her head, like in the animatronic, and they kept like. It I didn't see hap- that. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, it was just something like they have a clip, and her like she's still moving and singing, but her head's off her body. I don't know. Oh the exact no! Thing. See, this is an animat. This is an animatronic. Mm. Um, issue that happened on the Little Mermaid ride. No. Oh, on the boy. ride, yeah, that's that, a yes, terrible that's... picture. Yeah, that was that, that was at Disneyland. So oh, is it oh, Disneyland? Okay, good to know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and also, Pirates of the Caribbean um, animatronic lost his head the same day. Whoa. So this sounds like sabotage now. That seems like some <laughs> planned thing. Um, but what is? I'm like trying to remember. I'm thinking of Pirates. What is Pirates like for me? Is that a Disney movie? No, that's no. that's a song they sing in Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Oh, okay, good to know. Because <laughs> when I was thinking of an actor's life for mm. me, I was like, wow. Like you guys said. Me. The same thing. That's that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Like, they like their like, life for me. Yeah, you come join us. Come join like our pirates, our actors. Like let's yeah. all sing together and yeah. Well, I want to I want to bring us back to what we what we were saying. Actually, something that Taylor said um, that I think was actually really awesome, and I want to highlight it. That these villain songs are forward thinking, objective based, mm-hmm. as opposed to the wish songs that are more just hoping for something, but without like a plan. It's interesting that our villains are the ones who have like you know distinct plans. Um, <laughs> I, I don't would, know. Would, because they're the, the smart ones, and everyone you, else is the earnest ones. Yeah. Like, be prepared, would, you know? He's, like, mm-hmm. he's regimenting out things to do. He's not just saying Hakuna Matata, you know? something. Because no I think they, to me, as an actor and what I see, I think they have to be, because everyone, they're the ones that, met, like, change the story. Everything's going fine day to day. Like, mm-hmm. Belle every day. Oh, great, cool. And then something happens, and it's usually the villain. Mm-hmm that's like actively changing the story when everyone's just going through their life under the sea or just going <laughs> through life in their little village. And they're the ones that are, okay, let me change how the story is being told. Mm. Let me kill Mufasa. Yeah. Great. Like, I, I think so. I just see like a more active stance or like Cruella. Let me go steal these Dalmatians. Like, okay. Well, she's terrible. We will not lay any praise on <laughs> Cruella DeVille. But she loves puppies to kill him. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Yeah. But I think the villains are just active and that have that, Mm -hmm. I've noticed that forward momentum. But like, I'd want to be, I mean, probably not. But like, Honest John, that'd be cool to be his friend. But then I'm like, wow, you're actually, like I would be, he would con me into that. And I'm like, wow, you were so slick. Well, Honest John and Gideon do not, stop their conning here. They reappear in the movie, and that's what I want to talk about before we get to our reviews. Um, cool. And I don't know how much you guys watch further into the movie, but um, once uh, Pinocchio goes to the puppet show, and we'll talk about that obviously in our next episode, and he's mm-hmm. able to escape, he gets home, that's when he says the whole, I'd rather be smart than an actor, I'm going to go to school the next day, we're good. But right then... Honest John and Gideon sweep right back in and and uh, whisk him away and they sing Hi Diddly D again to try to get Pinocchio to go to the uh, Pleasure Island at that point. And we were given a little expositional scene in the middle. They meet with the coachman, who's uh, uh, like sort of the big bad of the movie, and he tells Gideon and Honest John he'll pay them a whole bunch of money to get a bunch of kids to go to Pleasure Island. It's pretty bad. So Gideon and Oz John, we see that they're really just sort of henchmen for this guy. And then they find Pinocchio again. They whisk him off singing Hi Diddly Dee again. And then we next see Pinocchio and he's on his little coach with the coachman and all the kids are being driven to Pleasure Island. And then they take a boat to Pleasure Island. What's interesting is during that whole trip to Pleasure Island, the song in the background is Hi Diddly Dee. We hear an... Mm. not an acoustic we hear an instrumental version of it there and then once they reach pleasure island Mm -hmm. the background music that you hear is a kind of circusy version of high diddly d so high diddly d continues on in the movie as the theme of evil Ooh, wow if you haven't uh watched the whole movie yet listeners out there find the scene where they get to pleasure island listen to the high diddly d Circusy version. It's creepy. You know, it's like. 
I mean, it sounds the same. It's the same notes, but it just sounds like a circus. It's scary. Mm. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to say the the only other thing that I wanted to point out is there's this. Uh, uh, it's another gag when Gideon and Anjan are talking to the coachman and he's telling them about his secret plan to turn everyone into donkeys. He whispers into Honest John's ear, <laughs> and in order to hear the the whispers. What Gideon does is he puts his ear up to Honest John's other ear, and he like listens through Honest John's head. And actually, in in my book, they quoted Walt Disney as saying, and I'm going to pull up the quote, that that was the nuttiest thing he ever saw. So, it's nutty, if you want to see something nutty. <laughs> we love nutty. Do that. <laughs> oh, I actually have one more thing to say. The characters of the fox and the cat, they, although they're anthropomorphized here... They're they're more of a real fox and cat in the book. So the books we've mentioned yeah, yeah. are the Adventures of Pinocchio. They're they're still anthropomorphized, but in the illustrations they look like a normal fox and cat. And in the books they are similar. They're still con men, but they don't take Pinocchio to Stromboli. They they do some other wacky stuff. They pretend to be uh, disabled to try to uh, you know trick Pinocchio at one point, and they end up hanging Pinocchio. Ooh. That's Oof, not great. Real. Yeah, like, kids' books back then, you know, they weren't weren't too yeah. PC. But Pinocchio survived, the blue fairy, the, the fairy with the turquoise hair, as she's called in the book, uh, helps him <laughs> out. And then, at the end of the, mo- of the book, Pinocchio actually encounters him again, and they really are disabled at that point, and they're like, help us, Pinocchio! Ooh. And he's like, screw you! And then he just keeps on going, so it's like, yeah, take that. <laughs> I think the movie made a stronger and better choice there. <laughs> Let's read the song. Sure. Yeah, let, let, let's let's rate the song. You can go first. Okay. And I'm going to give this song a 7 out of 10 small oh. blue sad bow ties. Yeah, I really like this song. I think the march is super fun. I think the lyrics are catchy. I think it's very effective in like communicating what it wants to and getting the job done it wants to get done. Plus, it's our first villain song, and I love villain songs, so they're just going to always score higher for me. So, you know, it's No Wish Upon, which is a 9. And I think I gave my other ones lower than seven as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. So I'm going to give it a B minus uh, for me. Because get it mm. like for me, like an actor's life for me. A, oh, a B I do minus get it. I do get it. for me. <laughs> I don't know. If you, yeah, my thing is that I give le- words that have letters that are, yeah, it's, it makes sense if you've listened. Um, so I have that ranked uh, because I am ranking all of the songs in all the movies. I have it now ranked eighth out of the 12 songs, just ahead of Little Wooden Head and just behind Someday My Prince Will Come. I'm kind of getting a little nervous that I'm I'm giving too many things too good of grades and not enough things <laughs> bad grades. I haven't given anything That's less than a, than, a, a B, uh, than a C plus since um, uh, some ones from Snow White. But, you know, this song, it's simple. And we've said it, it's simple, but it's, I, I have been considering the animation. I think there's some really innovative animation here. Mm-hmm. I th- think it's cool that it's the first villain song. I like the lyrics. I think that they're, they're poetic. They're not just, um, even though the song's repetitive, we get these cool images of the silver canes and candy stores and all sorts of wacky stuff. Um, and, and one other thing I want to say is that this, this song was in one of those old Disney sing-along videos that I used to watch growing up. And it, it was a song that was, that was really fun to watch, as you, as you guys have both referenced. It was a fun song mm-hmm. to watch. I mean, 
Back then, I even thought Washington Song was a fun song to watch, so maybe I don't have the best opinions, but it, it, it's like a, it's one that you would like look forward to being on. So I'm going to give it a B- for now. If I end up giving too many things too high grades, I'll have to adjust. The ratings are flexible. The work in progress, and yeah. we do address, of course, not just purely the song, but sort of the, the, the animation surrounding it, because yeah. even though the music's the most important part, the animation still tells part of the story. Yeah, it's hard to mm-hmm. divorce the two of them. We, we want to talk about the animation, the music and sort of the larger context of the song. So, having said all that, now it's your turn, Taylor. Give us <laughs> give us some sort of rating based on some sort of system. Follow your heart. I don't know. Let me think of a score. Like a one... Uh, yes or no? Let me keep it simple. Okay. Like, how I'm viewing it, even any Disney song, if I am convinced or not, like I would fall, I would do it. Or, like if I was in Pinocchio's sho- shoes, if someone's like just singing a song and I'm like, no, like no thanks. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced. But for this, I would say, oh, let me do it. Like, a strong yes for them. Ooh. Like, I'm with them. Is it them. a strong yes or is it a, like, hell yes? Hell yes is, like, the top. Let's okay. do that. And then a strong, yeah. there's, like, a strong yes. And then there's, like, a weak yes. And then there's, like, a all the way to, like, a hell no. So that will mm, be my yeah, yeah. <laughs> That will be my scope. Great. Cool. I like it. I like it. Okay, cool. I would say, like, a strong yes. Like, I, I was watching them sing the song i mean even everyone and the music just caught me mm-hmm. and i was like yes i i want to be in this parade too so i would you say a strong yes i, I want to be where the yeah i would say a strong yes that's mine i okay. love it yeah cool although cool. we might be a little skeptical about pinocchio as a movie as we've mm. expressed before i think the songs are are all very solid and they're they're different from each other and interesting we only have one left yeah there's a yeah. So, and it's immediately after this. Um, yeah. Once they really this, front load pretty yeah. hard. Once the song ends, there, there will be no, if you hate the segment at the beginning where I explain what happens between the songs, don't worry. That does not exist in the next episode. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for coming on, Taylor. And, and nice to meet you because you are someone I did not know before. Yeah, nice to meet you. I'm going to go watch this movie now. And, and text <laughs> Oprah. And text Oprah. <laughs> yes, so, please. spoiler alert, if you haven't caught on, Oprah is actually my best friend. Okay. And she's actually with us right now, so let me go get her. Oprah? Perfect. Oh, she's a little busy. She's a little busy. But she <laughs> oh, okay. gave a thumbs up and said she loves Pinocchio. Uh, your, your nose actually just hit me, and I'm in, like, a different Did you state feel than it? you. Yeah, actually, yeah. You're, it's coming through the door. Your nose is oh, hitting no. me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, this has been Frodo the Lawyer. This has been Taylor Ryland. This has been Amanda the Person. And thank you for listening to Wish a Pod a Star. Keep wishing. Ah, shoot. That was. No! No, Taylor, your nose got into my head. <laughs>